What is up, Fight Fam? From the ever-beautiful City of Angels, this is Cage Free Chicks, a combat sports-centered podcast by women, about women, for everyone, where we take a look into the world of combat sports through the female lens and discuss how martial arts have helped shape some of the toughest women on the planet. As always, we are your favorite Cage Free Chicks, Nadia and Michelle. For episode 27, we are joined by Natalie Lady Killface Morgan a very accomplished Muay Thai fighter turned mixed martial artist fighting out of the yard Muay Thai. Having originally moved out to Los Angeles to pursue music, Natalie found a whole new dimension of rhythm inside the cage when she picked up Muay Thai to keep herself in shape. Her grit and infatigable determination led Natalie to five amateur and one pro Muay Thai titles, as well as KO TKO of the Year accolades. Natalie is someone who not only visualizes her next steps, but actively crafts opportunities for herself to grow as a fighter and a person as she is an ardent believer that you create your own reality. When not beating her opponents with a single look, Natalie is busy training, working towards her post-fight career in geology, as well as racking up acting credits. You can catch her in season one, episode 11 of Room 104 on HBO, the movie Ragdoll, and most recently in James Arthur and Travis Barker's music video, You. Enjoy! Natalie, thank you so much for being with us here thank today. Thank you for having me. Very excited to have this conversation. For yeah. people who don't know who you are, if you wouldn't mind giving a short little bio and how you, how you see yourself yeah. in the world, I guess. Oh, it doesn't have to be myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, okay. this is going deep soon. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, okay, so I'm Natalie Killface Morgan. I am a professional Muay Thai and now MMA fighter. Um, how do I see myself in the world? Um, I've been fighting for so long now that that's pretty much how I see myself everywhere. Um, I've been fighting for eight years and training for nine. Wow. Yeah. That's a long, that's a long time. I mean, that's a long time to be training and, and to be fighting, um, especially as a woman. I don't know. But yeah. When I started, I, yeah. there were not many yeah. women at all. I, that was before Ronda Rousey was in the UFC. And that mm-hmm. was like back when Dana White said he would never let anybody in the UFC. Yes. So yeah, there wasn't as many women and it's really nice to have more around now. Yes, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, what you what got you into Muay Thai to begin with? Literally, I was just getting out of shape. That was it. And I used to go watch UFC with my guy friends from uh-huh. college. Amazing. And I loved it. And he would, he loved Machida. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, it's Muay Thai. It's Muay Thai. So I was like, what is this Muay Thai? I'm going to look it up. I looked it up. And I was like, this seems fun. So I found a class and I went. And that was pretty much the end of it. I just, was it like a legit class or was it like a like a it wasn't, no, it wasn't like a cardio kickboxing. Uh-huh. Actually, the woman that owned it, her name is Roxy mm-hmm. um, Balboa Richardson. Mm-hmm. You guys might know who she yeah. is. She was a professional fighter for a long time. So it was her place that she had rented. Um, she had like a business above a uh, personal training studio. And she taught real Muay Thai classes. That's so cool. So yeah, I just kind of fell into that. And then she actually took me to like a fight gym so I could learn how to do I see. fighting. I, that was in LA? Yeah. Interesting. What, um, you're not originally from LA. You're originally from a teeny tiny little town. Teeny tiny. Correct. Tiny. <laughs> yes. um, what was that like growing up? And for people who don't know, it was like a very, like 5,000 person town, right? Yeah. yeah. It was like 5,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Grafton, West Virginia. Very small. And, and no, Never it's not. Never heard of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, Virginia, you're from Virginia. I'm like, no, no. no. They're West. two separate states. Yeah. West Virginia. <laughs> what is the difference? So one's west. Well, yeah, well, oh, well, yeah. Aside from the name, oh, I know, but like, like, cult, I guess so, culturally, whatever. I think, okay, so they split in the Civil War. Those yeah. were like the two states that split. We're taking it back. Yeah, we're taking it way back now. <laughs> um, and I believe West Virginia was the anti-slavery state. Virginia was the slavery state. Mm. So, but Virginia ended up being like the kind of nicer state, whereas West Virginia became like the ugly stepsister. Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah. So my, I'm one of my best friends out here is actually from Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Ooh, we met out classy. here. She's my oldest LA friend and we joke about it all the time, you know. Are there a lot of jokes like between the states? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They make fun of us. We make fun of them. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, amazing state rivalry. The United States never sees this. All amazing slavery. Yeah, it's actually really it's fucked up. It is really fucked up. It, it is. is. Yeah. Anyway, so you were in Grafton. Yes. And uh, yeah. I, you were I, 19 when you just. I was, yeah. So growing up there, it was. I, I love that I grew up mm-hmm. there. It's super small town. Like it's very like farmy country. Yeah. 5,000 people isn't a lot. Like my graduating class was 50 people. Um, I know everybody yeah. in that town. And I, I was a waitress in that town. So, so I literally know, know everyone. everyone. Um, and I still know them. So when I go back and I go to the store, I see about 10 people that I know. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it was good growing up there. I liked growing up in a small town. I have a sister. Um, it was me and her and my father. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is in the picture, but we didn't quite get along when we were younger. We we're a lot alike. Mm-hmm. So we grew up with my dad. <laughs> we're very close now, but back then we weren't. So yeah, I grew up with my dad and um, my sister and I were always super tomboyish. Mm-hmm. We grew up outside. So riding four wheelers and dirt bikes and country shit. bikes and yeah, like, you know, breaking your arm on accident, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. It was fun. Fun time. <laughs> Did you play any uh, sports in during school or were you just an outdoorsy kid like that? I was an outdoorsy kid. Um, I played baseball, um, little league. I was the only girl. There were two girls on the team. Or the whole league. Yeah, the entire league. There were two girls. I was one of them. Um, And then what did I do? I think I played basketball for a minute. I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. So I quit. And then I ended up becoming, I was, I did like dancing, you know, like the tumbling classes Mm -hmm. and jazz and all that. I got really into tumbling. I love tumbling. And then my coach decided that she was not going to do it anymore. And I didn't like her predecessor. So I stopped and I tried gymnastics after that for like two years, but it was a little too like, proper for me yeah like you have to like you know be point your toes and like make up a goofy little dance so i was just like no i'm done i don't blame you <laughs> yeah and you have to wear that weird yeah. leotard thing oh, it was terrible <laughs> i don't know like Very as a tomboy itchy. i feel like that's why like <laughs> I, I also was a tomboy still am i guess um and like so much of the way i grew the way i wore my clothes and things like yeah, that same. like when i went swimming i don't know so many things were about like how i looked and stuff like that so same. i can imagine that gymnastics would not really be <laughs> no yeah and then I was in, that, about that time was when I went to high school and then and things just went downhill for yeah. me from there <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no yeah I was I was pretty nuts in high school yeah I was I got out of the partying That's really good. early but just get it over with it was done yeah, yeah but see, now you don't have to it you know screw up your life exactly i did it before i was 18 <laughs> which is like i feel like that's like a really really good time because one you can't really get that much in trouble yeah i mean like you can get in trouble but, it's but it not, doesn't go on your record exactly yeah you just like get it all out and then once you get it all out you're like a fully fledged adult you don't have like stupid 18 year old thoughts in your head yeah no totally you have like space to be rational and like all right let's get my shit together now i'm gonna be an adult yeah. Mm-hmm. So what made you want to just be like, all right, I got to get my shit together. Yeah. And then boom, you move out to LA. Yeah. So I was doing like general eds mm-hmm. at a college and I was just like, man, what do I really want to do with my life? Like, do I really want to stay here the rest of my life? I'm 18 years old and I'm like, I've never really seen the world. I was like, if I don't, I was trying to straighten my shit up a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, cause I was still a little crazy from high school and even though I was going to college and stuff, I was still a little nuts. Um, so I was like, I should probably like get my shit together. And like, if I'm not going to get out of here now, I'm never going to get out of here. Yeah. So at the time I was interested in music. So I was like, let me look at music schools. And there was one in Boston that was really expensive. And then there was one in Hollywood. And I was like, that one was a little less expensive and a little bit shorter. So I was like, yeah, why not? I'm just going to do it. And I just basically packed up my stuff and left. It's a common theme on this show, I think. A lot of people just packing up their lives and being like, fuck it, I'm going for yep. it. So. I was just like, if I don't do it now, man, then I'm yeah. never going to do it. And I'm going to wake up like 20 years from now and regret every decision I ever made. So and You're going to be that person at the grocery store, you know. Exactly. <laughs> that, I, that someone else comes <laughs> yeah. back to see. I mean, yeah. nobody really gets out of that state or that town, mm-hmm. I feel like. So it's, you know, it's kind of sad. Uh, what way, do you think gave you the, I mean... Because this is such a common story, you know, but w- mm-hmm. what do you think gave you the sort of um, like impulse to. Yeah, and like perspective to be, be like, wait a minute, if I don't do something. Because I think that, I don't know, I feel, I feel like a lot of people in these small towns probably have these thoughts about being stuck there, but then they don't actually. Yeah, it's hard yeah, to get out. Take it's the like action. A cycle. You get yeah. stuck there and your family's there. Because it is way more, I don't want to say convenient, maybe it's a bad rap as a word, but yeah. it is it is very convenient to stay there and totally. it's a lot easier rather it's than. It's like you know it, like back of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. I just think like I always knew that there was something more out there for my life. Right. I don't know. I mean, my travel with my dad and my mom a little bit growing up and yeah, I just felt like that wasn't the life for me. I felt out of place. Right. If that made sense. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I you got like an uncomfortable itch. Yeah, like, like my gotta... ideas and my 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 thoughts and my values and my dreams. People were just like, oh, you're a little weird, dude. I don't know. And I'm like, you're weird. Yeah. I'm out. I'm going to go somewhere else where it makes more sense. When you made the decision to leave, did you like encounter any like friction from people that yeah. are like trying to keep keep you there? Yeah, for sure. My mom like kind of freaked out, which was surprising. She was like, 
what? You're, you're going to leave? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you're going to come back, right? And I'm like, I, I, the idea was to go back. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to finish school and then I'm going to go back. Um, so I was like, yeah, well, I'm going to come back after school. You yeah. Know, whatever. My dad was totally pumped. <laughs> he was like, go do it. It's great. Get out there. Um, you know, and then I, I don't have a lot of friends from back there. I have a few. Like, I still talk to the girl that I grew up with that was my best friend growing mm-hmm. up. We're still friends. Um, she was really sad. That was leaving her was the hardest thing. I think even with my, I have a real sister, right? She's like, you know, adopted type sister. Uh, it was harder for me leaving her because we were always together like duo. Actually, people thought we were like gay together Mm -hmm. for many years. (laughs) Well, (laughs) listen, people don't think you and your best friend are like gay a little bit. Is that really a best friend? Are you really a best friend? Exactly. Yeah, no, totally. So leaving her was really hard. It was a, that was tough. And even my sister too, because my sister had some hard times. Um, but you know, you get, you get used to it. And then after yeah. I came out here and the idea was to leave and I'd been here for about two years, I was like, I don't really, I don't really want to leave. I like mm-hmm. it here. You know, I want to keep giving it more of a chance. And, uh, I was dating a guy like a year later and he wanted to go. He was from Minnesota, Minneapolis. Yeah. Oh no, I spent a summer there. Never go there. <laughs> no. <laughs> it made me realize how much I loved LA. And I was like, Yeah, I'll never leave you again. I'm so sorry. So yeah, then ever since I was just Yeah, like, Minnesota, LA to Minnesota. Just Ugh. I mean the drive is cool. We get to see lots of cool places Ooh. on the way there and the big way back. We took two different routes, but yeah, no. Just no, not a place there. For me. And especially in the winter. Yeah, I was there in the summer. Thank, yeah, God. thank God. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Um, so you came out to LA. Mm-hmm. You went to school. I did. What a good place to come to. I feel like I don't for know art, to pursue art specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, sadly, I don't play that much anymore. I picked my guitar up the other day for the first time in like a year. <laughs> um, this is like what everyone asked me. Well, how did you go from like music mm-hmm. to fighting? To fighting. Yeah. So I graduated. Yeah. And then I was playing in bands. So I played in this goofy. Have you guys seen Spinal Tap? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We were a female tribute to Spinal Tap. So it was an all that joke. Is- Brilliant. It was like, an all joke band, right? That is that's brilliant. like the level. What was of, the name? What was the name? Tap this. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Uh, we had a blast. I'm going to do a deep dive. We, you should. <laughs> if you can find anything, you got to send it to me because I can't find anything. But we played the House of Blues. We played the Roxy. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, yeah, we played a lot of places. It was fun. Um, but that's how I got into Muay Thai because I was drinking like every weekend. Mm. We'd be, you know. Doing shots and between is a good time for that. Yeah. So I was like, I should probably get this under control. I'm getting pretty chubby. Yeah. Um, and we wore spandex. I wore mm. purple spandex. So I was oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I need to get in shape. And then. Um, That's all you need is to bust out of those <laughs> in the middle of the show. Just wearing spandex. <laughs> Stop gaining weight. Woof. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So um, and that's how I found Muay Thai when mm-hmm. I was looking for a place to get in shape. And then. You know, after my first fight and I got serious about fighting, I got to like a crossroads where I was like, I'm going to have to make a choice mm-hmm. here because I can't continue yeah. to pursue two different things. and give. Especially those two things, which are both yeah. such crazy They're, sort of avenues. Yeah, and they require so much of your time. Yeah, 100% of your yeah. focus. Yeah. Like you can't be. Yeah. And I was like, well, even if I can't make money with fighting, I can make a little money. I really, really like it. And it's more of a time sensitive situation. Totally. So that's the choice I made. It must be funny. I mean, I wonder how many people fall into this category, but people who maybe saw you perform. <laughs> people who are now seeing you perform in a different way. In a different way. I've yeah. always been a performer. Yes, always yes. a performer. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. that girl? What? <laughs> no, that's pretty funny. Now she's just making music with her elbows. Yeah. And and yeah. Exactly. Violence. So, uh, well, was, don't, don't people say like the sweet sound of violence or I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's a lot of weird aphorisms between well, like music. And they do say like martial art is yeah. art. Yes. So yeah, it's all about timing. Except and according rhythm. to Meryl Streep. Well, Meryl Streep, <laughs> you're wrong. Can keep Literally her opinions. Wrong. Yeah. Oh, I think I saw what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, she said like if there weren't arts at the Oscars or something, she was like if there. I think it was Emmys or Golden Globes. Whatever. It Whatever. Wasn't. She was basically saying like if we don't have like good films, then we're just gonna be left with mixed martial arts. Like, what's wrong hmm. with that? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what that's we're trying to She's a great actress, don't get me yeah, wrong. But she but doesn't know shit about me. You know, <laughs> it's like she's, like, I bet you she's never been punched in the face. Oh, I guarantee it. That's why she says that stuff. Because yeah. when you know, you don't say dumb shit. Sorry, Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even feel bad. Like, she literally is so wrong. But, but uh, yeah. 
it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. So you start. Did you initially start training at the yard? And that's no. Uh, so I started training with Roxy okay. at her little oh, yeah. at her little studio mm-hmm. class thing. Um, and then she actually moved to. She opened up her own gym. Okay. At this point, I had already. She had already taken me over to the yard because she's like, mm-hmm. I don't have anyone for you to spar with right. or anything like that. So she actually sparred with me and took me over there. And then I met Susie, who became one of my big sparring partners mm-hmm. throughout my mm-hmm. whole amateur career. Um, and then I met Mark and Joe and Manny. And Lee was there at the time. Yoshi was actually gone. He was living in Thailand. Oh my so goodness. I didn't meet him until he came back. But Yoshi's also one of my my main like training coaches now. Um, but yeah, so like that was probably six months in after I started my first class. You just become so obsessed. I it, it is an obsession. You yeah. have to become obsessed yeah. if you really want to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to be obsessed. Yeah, it's like kind of unhealthily obsessed. <laughs> That's a word. I, I mean, like, it could be worse. <laughs> it could be way worse. You could be mm. like obsessed with I don't know, like heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be, yeah. You decide to stay, and obviously your family and friends back in West Virginia yeah. were they like, okay, this is final. <laughs> She's not coming back. Sort yeah, of thing. I think they kind of were like, oh. She's probably not ever going to come back. Yeah. yeah. Now they know for certain. I mean, it's been 13 years now. Yeah. So yeah. You're going definitely. on 14. Right. Yeah. I don't think you're going back. Nope. <laughs> and never. And ever. so so what do they think about you uh, taking fighting more seriously? Yeah. Um, well, I remember I, I always tell people this. This was my conversation with my mom and my dad. Like when I first decided, like after that first year, I was like, I fought seven times my amateur first year. I was like, getting it Get in. Get after like, Let's it. do this. Yeah. Uh, I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Like who the hell ever says that? But I call my dad and I'm like, all right. So, you know, I think I made a decision. Like, this is really what I want to do with my life. And, you know, my dad was totally for it. And he always would joke around. He's like, that's my boy. Yeah. It's like, I think it's endearing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, but my mom, she was like, <laughs> which everyone was more concerned with what she was going to say. She was just like, you know, she's like, it makes sense. But just don't hurt your pretty face. And I was like, okay. That's what everybody says. I think it's like yeah. a common mom yeah. of fighters. Of course. Yeah. Is. So the fact that she said it makes sense, I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So your face isn't too broken. I no, mean. I got some <laughs> scars sorry. now yeah. and stuff. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I feel like she should be somewhat appeased. She's happy. Yeah. yeah. She's happy. Yeah, she should be happy. I mean, if anything, like your nickname basically says like you're killing other people's faces. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell us about yeah. how did you get, how did you get, because it's funny, not, I mean, I guess it's not that ironic, but like, you're like very nice. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> it's like nice. lady kill face. I know, and I am actually always smiling at like weigh-ins and stuff. So yeah, I'm not like I have that a hard makes time. It scarier, maybe. I, I can't mean mug. I'm just like it's too funny. I'm too happy. I eat. I'm drinking. I'm like not dehydrated anymore. You know, it's like whatever. I'll, I'll be mean tomorrow. Um, so I think it was my. It's, I can't ever remember. It's like my second or third fight. Mm-hmm. It's the first fight. Mark came to corner for okay. me. Um, and he was like, I remember, he was like, I want you to visualize knocking her out. You know, use your visualization. I'm like, okay, cool. Do this. So we get there. We seal the ring. We're in the ring. The ref, you know, brings us into the middle and was like, you know, if I tell you to go to the neutral corner, go to the neutral corner, blah, 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 all that stuff. And I look over and the girl that I'm fighting just looked like, she looked like she went white as a sheet of paper. Oh. And I was like, what is, is she okay? <laughs> What's happening? Because your emotion was not matching that. No. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like go. ready to beat her yeah. ass. And I look at her and I was like, I don't, I look at the ref and I'm like, I don't think she's okay. And she legit fainted and he caught her in his arms. Like before the fight started. Like in the ring right before we started. I was like, if she just would have made it like 30 seconds, I would have got <laughs> a knockout. Yeah. But no, she, I was actually, my first initial was like, oh shit, I've never seen anybody faint. So I was like, is she okay? And then they took her to the hospital. I found she was okay. And I was kind of pissed. But and just like, like, what happened? I think it was just nerves. She had anxiety. She literally just like, yeah, adrenaline dump. Yeah. yeah, yeah That's scary. Really? Yeah, apparently so. Well, I got a really great name out of it. And she actually found jujitsu and became really, really good at jujitsu. That's good. So she got something good out of it too. She so. just learned. She learned like just how you were like, music's not for me. She's like, this is not for me. Yeah, she's I'm going like, to go. try some other martial art. And she is That's really good. really at intense. <laughs> that is a like low key, very intense story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you are like fundamentally changed the course of her life. <laughs> And likewise, I think, because I was like, oh, my God. Whoa. Mark was like, 30 years. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I told you to knock her out, but that was crazy. You, like, manifested it without even it without <laughs> even doing it. Yeah, so. I mean, there were lots of jokes going around for a long time. People were calling me, like, a Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I posted, have you guys ever seen that goofy little webinar series, Enter the Dojo? Yeah. There's a Kill Face episode. 
and I posted oh. it. And then I posted it on Facebook right after my fight. And I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And you know, in yeah, light yeah. of what recent happens events. And then that just stuck. Everyone was like, oh my God, you have the kill face. You yeah. have the kill face. So that's how it stuck. Wow. It's kind of com- like comical. I bet. Like, I wonder badass. if um, all of these, you know, that there's like always like traditional martial artists, like Aikido masters, and they're like, <laughs> "I can take you down," you know, yeah. all that bullshit. I wonder if they what, like, if they're if they've seen that, and then they're like, "Oh my god, somewhere just validates somebody- my entire philosophy in life." And it's like, <laughs> someone's probably like using a clip of that fight to be oh. like, Look. "If anyone had a clip of that, I would really want it because Believe, I don't achieve. have it." Yeah. You can really manifest things with your mind, guys. I can imagine, though, you probably would were pretty pissed, though. Because, I was pretty Because yeah. you trained and you did all this. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was like, it's not like, okay, you get to the weigh-ins and the fight's not happening. Or you get to the... Yeah, I've even gotten you're, to you're the fight. You're yeah. literally there. I'm literally in the ring with you. Yeah. I've already sealed the ring and everything. Yeah. Oh it was God. nuts. Wow. Pretty so upsetting. was it a no contest or what? It was a no contest. The only no contest I've ever had. Yeah. But at least there's a good story behind it. It's yeah. a great story. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you went on to have like a very illustrious uh, Muay Thai career. Yes. yes. So it worked out. Yeah. What made you um, want to switch into MMA? So I love Muay Thai. Yeah. It will forever be my first love. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also love fighting. And that's the path that I've chosen. And I think that um, MMA, there's more opportunity. Mm-hmm. A lot more opportunity and that was kind of my decision because you know i've gotten to a point in my career where muay thai is not that big in america why do you think that is like i I always think this um i feel like muay thai is like very exciting to watch i know everybody says that and i think the same thing i love it i and i you know i get bored sometimes watching mma fights with when they go to the ground and you know even though i know more about it now and i can i can sit there and analyze it and stuff i still want to see people just bang it out like that's what i like to watch and that's what i like to do Yeah. Um, I don't really know. I don't know if it's like the promotion type situation. Like they're just not, you know, the business side of it's not really great. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I know it's picked up in other countries a lot more than it has here, but they're also much closer to Thailand. True. And we also get a bad rap for having not good Muay Thai because we're American. Yeah. And we haven't all trained in Thailand. I've been to Thailand, but I'm not a typical Thai fighter by any standards. Right. Um, when I stayed in Thailand, they would tell me I sucked all the time. And then I knocked that girl out and they're like, well, maybe you don't suck. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. uh Um, But yeah, it always happens. I don't know. I just, I would love it if it were different, but it's not. And there's just not a lot of money in it. There's not a lot of investment. So, you know, if I went, I've gotten to a point where I got to a point in my amateur career where there was nobody left to fight. Fought this girl for the IKF world title. And she had, she had won it, I believe, uh, fighting somebody internationally. That's how she got it. And I was like, well, I know this girl. I looked her up and I was like, I know this girl has that title and I want it. So they made it happen. And then I won. Mm -hmm. And then I could not get a fight to save my life after that. So I was like, well, I guess we try and go pro, try to go pro every, every fight, like five of them fell through and within the course of a year and a half. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to book a trip to Thailand. So I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to fight there because it's pro. And, you know, some people won't tell people that they've ever fought there and mm-hmm. not counted on their record and come back and fight amateur. And I think that's dirty. Yeah. Shit. yeah. I would never fucking do yeah. that. So I was like, no, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to fight somebody full rolls, five rounds, you know, the whole deal. Yeah. And then see how it goes. And in over the course of this time, I had gotten into Muay Thai angels, okay. which was happening in Thailand as well. So I was like, well, that's perfect. So now I'm just going to go, I'm going to have a warm up fight because I haven't fought in like a year mm-hmm. and then do this tournament and see how it goes. So it all kind of worked out in the end, but yeah. I feel like your very open mindset has been helpful and lack of ego. Yeah. Because, I don't know, like, <laughs> just, no, it's, it's, a, it's a positive yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think like, a lot of people lack the padding that. the record thing and just the, your willingness to jump into new situations and just be like, well, whatever. If I lose, I lose. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's pretty much how I've always felt. Like, it's not all you about You got to take chances, man. Yeah. Yeah. To get better. Well, yeah. and it's like a long term, uh, like, life goal. Yeah. Rather than, I don't know, I think people who, I feel like you see fighting as like a life, like you said, it, it is who you are. And so it's like a lifelong yeah. thing. And you so don't separate. Yeah. If you're concerned about losses and little minor setbacks, then you're not going to ever. Oh, um, no. Because it's able like to grow. And that's just part of it. It is totally part of it. And like there are like people that don't lose. But I think losing is also you have to learn how to lose, too, because most people do lose. And, yeah. You know, when Ronda Rousey lost, she was doing so good. And then she lost and she didn't know how to lose. Mm-hmm. And then she just. Did terrible after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. She yeah. Never, she never learned to lose. Yeah. 
It's a very useful skill. Yeah. No, no, I mean. I mean, losing sucks. Don't get me wrong. I never want to fucking lose. Totally. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, you're not going into, you should go into every contest with the expectation and, like, the standard, some sort of standard in mind that you're going to win, you know? I think that's, like, logical. But, yeah, (laughs) understanding (laughs) the fact that. Yeah. You're going to be good. You have to believe in yourself for sure. Yeah. So you went to Thailand. Yes. Okay. So Thailand. Yeah. So that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. I got married in October. My anniversary is actually coming up. It's like oh. 10 days. <laughs> married three years. Wow. Um, yeah, I know, right? Congrats. Kind of crazy. Thank you. Uh, so basically, we got married. We mm-hmm. went on our honeymoon over Christmas. So we went to Ireland. We went to France, London. It was so amazing. And then we came back and I was like, um, it's just on a whim. I was talking to my husband. I was like, do, do you think it'd be cool if I go to Thailand and stay for a bit and train and fight? And he was like, yeah. So like literally that night I got on there and bought a ticket. Oh my God. <laughs> and he was like, I what? talked to him like two days later and he's like, wait, wait what? So basically we got married and then I was like, peace, I'm out. And I left for two months and he was like, oh my God, it was really hard. It was a lot harder than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew the training and stuff would be hard, but it was very lonely. Yeah. Very lonely. Like nobody spoke English really. There was a couple French guys who could speak Thai and English. So we kind of talked, but the Thai guys and the trainers didn't really speak much English. So there was, there was a disconnect there. Um, so yeah, I would FaceTime and stuff like that, but literally Still, it was eat, yeah. sleep, train. And then I would walk around a little bit. And then Sundays I would see some friends that were there from America. Actually two people ended up traveling there while I was there. So Thank God. <laughs> two random Sundays, we went out and hung out and did some cool stuff. And then Matt Lucas, one of my friends, he actually has a podcast now as well. He lives in Thailand. Mm-hmm. He works for Fairtex. He starts, mm-hmm. he's um, doing their social media now. Oh, cool. Back then he wasn't, he was just working for Max Muay Thai doing commentating and mm-hmm. stuff and writing. But he would come see me on Sundays. We That's would nice. do random stuff. Yeah. yeah. We've actually, we got pretty close while I was living there. But I feel like those periods are very important where you just like, you kind of like strip everything away and you just. Work. No, it was like one of the most important things I've ever done because I had to really, really believe in myself mm-hmm. because I felt like the trainers were trying to break me. Mm-hmm. I was one of the first girls they ever allowed to train with the fight team there at Fairtex. They were trying to break me and make me quit. And like, I would, I felt like crying and throwing up every single day. I was by myself. I really had to like dig as deep as I could possibly go. <laughs> How long were you there for? Uh, about two, two months. Okay. Two yeah. Months. Two months. And then I had fought, I fought for them. So they got mm-hmm. me a fight and we went to Chiang Mai. That was nice. Oh, so that's I flew fun. to Chiang Mai. Yeah. yeah. And the trainer, Dan Chai, who was working with me, uh, he came with me. We fought. That's another crazy story. There was a riot in the fights. Oh, oh my no. God. At the fights? <laughs> At the fights. Because of a fight? Uh, because of the kid we were with that fought. Oh. Yes. oh. So his dad was Slovakian and this little kid was, he was a beast, right? But he fought this other little Thai beast. Oh. He was like, I think they were maybe eight to 10. They were uh-huh. kids. And there was a lot, they were the big main fights. Oh, and, so and they gambling bet. and they all bet. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> his dad bet all of his money on his son. <laughs> all of his money and lost it all because oh. his son lost. It was a really close fight, but the kid yeah. obviously lost, right? So then he's drunk and starts getting crazy and, he's Slovakian. and yelling. <laughs> he's so and so the Thai people, like the Thai guys that were there, oh my God, they got crazy with this guy. He's looking, he didn't get shot like or stabbed or something. Yeah. So they're trying to calm that down. And they, these people like swarm him. Some guy punches <gasps> him in the face. I'm in the ring waiting to fight. Like we're ready to like- go. And um, Jared, he's he's a, a Kiwi. He mm-hmm. works for Fairtex as well. Mm-hmm. He was there with us. And he was like, Nat, we got to pull you out of here. It's not safe. And I was like, oh, my God. I just want to fight. He's like, really? It's been a year and a half. I haven't fought. So they pull me out and they get everything, like, calmed down. And then they're like, we're just going to wait and put you guys later. So then I finally ended up fighting later that night. And I won five rounds. Oh, my God. But amazing environment. It was great. It was great. I was like, holy shit, we're going to die. And you're getting the proper Thai experience, you know, like like you're understanding the the true um, extent of their love for gambling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And my friends actually from Santai Muay Thai up in Chiang Mai, Mm -hmm. they have a gym up there. They brought their team and they were there to watch the fight. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was fun. Wow. I've been to Thailand a few times, but have never watched fights there. And I I don't know. I can't even imagine. You should do it. Yeah, I know. Definitely go to the big stadiums. Yeah, I I went when I was um, in high school and like school trips and stuff like that. Yeah. I lived in Tokyo, but, um, okay. so it was like at you, not yeah, just yeah. coming from America, but yeah, no, I, I want to go one day because I heard it's so fun. It's very <laughs> no, fun. But that's like insane how you were just like, so ready to fight. And then you had to it's wait. Like you're ready to turn, you turn it on. You're yeah. like, ready. Yeah. Right, here we go. Here we go. And you're like, like, okay, now I got to chill again. Do you kind of like remember <laughs> your thought process between what, what the lag? Cause I imagine that can, you know, 
influence the yeah. way you think. And like, you're so adrenalized. And like, mm-hmm. I think because in Thailand, they don't warm you up like mm-hmm. they do you here. So they just give you like a Thai oil rub down. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't like winded or anything. Right. Or like, so I don't know. It was a little bit easier to go from, oh, here we go to, oh, no, we're just kidding. Um, yeah. So I just, I was just like, okay, I just need to relax, take a deep breath. And I have my music. So I just chilled out. It's good. Yeah. And then we did another like quick little rub down before mm-hmm. I went back in. It was fine. And did you win that one? Yeah, I did. I did win that one. Yeah. And she was, <laughs> she was also the third opponent that I had that day because I was supposed to fight some girl. Her coach sends us a picture of her in the hospital. Apparently she got in a motorcycle accident. We're like, really? Classic okay. Thailand she, though. The next girl that you brought in was like 63 kilos. I was like only 57 at the mm. time. And my coach was like, I was like, I'll do it. And he's like, no, no, we're not doing that. And then they finally found that girl that I ended up fighting. God, the real Thai experience. It was definitely yeah. the real Thai experience. Just like be ready to fight whoever because yeah. it might be yeah. someone's cousin or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just going to call someone's sister. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> <laughs> like who doesn't fight in that yeah, country? it's pretty much like that. Yeah, it's just like, oh, we can find somebody. No big deal. That's funny. Um, so, yeah. If only that was the same for the Muay Thai scene in the United States. Yeah, right? Yeah, no, it's great. And then I would have fights all the time. Well, it's just so funny. Uh, the, the Muay Thai thing is so funny to me because, um, you know, like you watch MMA and then all these people are like, just stand him up. Like, I don't want to see this grabber. Right. And it's like, okay, so watch like kickboxing. Yeah. Like literally yeah. there's so many other, like there, there's yeah. whole other sports that are created for exactly what you want to see. Just for your, yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. I feel like it's not that popular though, because you know how like Americans don't like not being good at things. And so the ties are obviously a lot better and, 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 and actually, internationally and, too. Uh, yeah, definitely. And so it's like, until I feel like the United States bridges that skill gap, it probably won't yeah. be. Yeah. They're trying with like organizations like IFMA mm-hmm, and yeah. stuff like USMTO, I think it is. They take them, you know, they take people to Bangkok and they fight international. It's really good. Like it's like top level, like Shvenko used to fight mm-hmm, these yeah. things, you know? Um, so like girls like Janet Todd, she, she's been able to do that for years. So now she's like fighting for one and like right, she made a really yeah. big name for herself. The only problem with those that I've had is like, it's very expensive to go mm-hmm. and like, I am a fighter. I don't have like a day job. Right. So it was hard for me to go on those things. <sighs> Infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, yes. Logistics. Money. If only those things didn't matter, matter in the real world. Yeah. Um, so you came back. Um, yeah. Much to your husband's happiness. Um, yeah. Well, he came He came for that fight. Okay. So he okay. was there. Oh. Yeah. And we enjoyed a couple extra days. And then That's we good. came back. Yeah. And then I had two weeks to get ready for the first round of Muay Thai Angels. Oh, my goodness. Which I wanted to come home and get my team anyways for mm-hmm. that because it was such a big tournament because it was 16 girls from 14 different countries. Oh, Ooh. my God. Yeah. So I was the only girl that's ever been in from America. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. That's like cool. I feel like I'm trying to help bridge that yeah. gap somehow, you know? <laughs> Um, so need more Natalie's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more Natalie's and more Janet's definitely doing <laughs> yeah. it. Um, so yeah, so I went back, I went back with Yoshi, mm-hmm. um, the younger trainer that mm-hmm. works with me because he had lived in Thailand and he mm-hmm. knows the rules and he had cornered for a bunch of guys over there. He actually lived at Sit Man Chai, mm-hmm. trained there. Yeah. He was a trainer there. So you know, all the nuance and little yeah, cheat so, codes to yes, get you. Yeah. Exactly. So, and then I had just a friend come and help out with like others, like water and ice and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that was actually the one that I knocked the girl out. The spinning back elbow, yeah. yeah. So that was amazing. That girl missed weight by 13 pounds. So that's like Ooh. a nice exclamation. Yeah, point I was that. like, really, dude? That's um, egregious. It was yeah. terrible. <laughs> and I'm like, I can understand like a few, like, because they do kilos. Like a few kilos, maybe. Well, no, a few kilos is already still a lot. No, but no, a kilo a is kilo. like a yes, kilo. That is would fine. be like that's two point two and a half pounds yeah. almost. Yeah. So well, that's like yeah, that's within the margin of error. Yeah. I feel. Thirteen a little bit. pounds, dude. It was nuts. That's it like you nuts. didn't try. We waited. Yeah, we waited. She was eating little. <laughs> it, there was a joke because she was like eating cakes from like seven seven eleven, and I was like, "Don't worry, girls, I got you." So she wasn't moving on in the tournament no matter what because she mm-hmm. missed weight so badly. Yeah. But I was just like, this is nonsense. Like, I'm going to put this girl down. Good. And I actually did. So that was fantastic. Um, so then we came back and we were just like, Angels was kind of like not organized. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, it was really fun. But like, they were always kind of like, oh, you're coming this week. Oh, no, just kidding. We're going to have you come back later. That's and then it was just like back and forth, back yeah. and forth. Like, when are we actually coming for the second round? And all these girls were all like messaging each other. Like, have you heard anything? No, I haven't either. Yeah. Um, so then we finally got word and we went back like two months later for the round two mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I fought a girl from Portugal and we fought, oh, we actually, I just thought I won that fight. It was so crazy. I think she thought I won that fight because she, I just turned around after the fight and like, I look at her and her hands up and she's looking at me and I'm like, right. did you, you just, you won? 
okay, all right, cool, whatever. So we just hung out after the fights. And then, um, but I guess because somebody had backed out of the third round, they couldn't continue for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. I think they signed another contract with somebody else because they were not tired of all this and they didn't have their shit together. Um, they drew out a hat of names, the girls that had lost that mm-hmm. same night. And I honestly think they rigged it. I do think they rigged it because I'm like, I think they thought I won that fight. And they're like, this bitch needs to go on to the final because she deserved it. You guys, you guys have to watch that fight. It's me, Maria Lobo from Portugal. <gasps> I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that style of, of running things. <laughs> oh my God. It was just like, like, I think you should have won. <laughs> yeah, we think you should want to. Oh, Natalie Morgan. And it totally has somebody else's name on it. Probably. Who knows? That is that's yeah. amazing. And then I went on to round three and we went back. It was like right before Christmas. I took my head coach, Mark, with me. Um, we were there for like a week or so. And I fought Yolanda Schmidt from Australia, but she represents South Africa. That's where she's really from. Mm-hmm. And that was a really tough fight. She was, she was tough. It was fun. She ended up winning the whole damn thing. Damn. Yeah. Well, that's not a bad. I mean, no, I lost to her. I don't yeah, feel bad. Yeah, right. But good. I sliced her up. It was nice. We yes, had a really good it. fight. <laughs> And then uh, I fought the Thai girl Namtarn, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. And then I lost that fight too, but it was whatever. It's fine. Still came in. I placed what they called it third runner up. I like to say that. It sounds better. <laughs> I wasn't last. I was third, third runner, runner up. up. <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to get there, but. Just... At a 16, that's not too shabby. No, no, no. That, that's, that's good. That's but yeah. Good. Yeah, no. So that was my Thailand yeah. experience. Yes. I do miss it. I, I'm trying to go back. Probably not this year, but maybe the following. It's just such good vibes there too. Mm-hmm. Good food, cheap food. Good people. Like everyone's so nice and yeah. kind, and yeah. Although when I was there, this woman did bully my dad for being kind of chunky. It was so <laughs> rude. She, we had like a family of five. She's like, "How many people?" And we're like five, and then she rubs his belly. And he's like, "No, no, six. He was like, "Oh, bitch, you need to die." But in like such a nice Thai way, like she's like laughing about it. And you're like, "That is so." Offensive. Sometimes they're very like forward with yeah. stuff like that. Like they used to do stuff like that to me and I'm like, what? Like, oh Natalie, getting a bit of fat. And well, you're like, what the fuck? Literally, the the coach that coached me, like I knew he believed in me or he wouldn't coach me. Yeah. But he told me one day when I told him I was in that tournament with the people that I was in, he was like, Oh no, you're like he said, You they're 99%. You're not 99%. I was like, what the fuck, bro? I was like, I'm gonna show you who's like, 99%. Damn. And I knocked her out and I did. That's fine. <laughs> Who's 99% now, bitch? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. So now you're fighting MMA. Yes. Um, do you love it? What don't you like about it? What do you love about Aside it? Tell the us ground game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do appreciate the ground game. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a, I respect it a mm-hmm. lot. Um, I work on that all the time because that's obviously where I lack. Um, do you feel like going into it, uh, going into MMA and being so proficient in Muay Thai that at least... How do I explain this? Like, you know, there's two branches, the striking and the yeah. and the ground game. Do you feel kind of a little bit of confidence, I guess, like knowing that at least a large percentage of your game, you're really confident? Yeah, I totally. Nobody can outstrike me. Right. Yeah. Nobody. If I can get the other parts down, then we're golden. Totally. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah. No, um, I, I'll, I'll say that I never will love it like I do Muay Thai. Of course. But I do love to fight. So yeah. I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. And I thought it was, it's very difficult. So... Yeah, I like, like challenge. the challenge. Yeah. yeah, it's really hard. And like, I just feel like the wrestling part is so hard for mm-hmm. me still. I'm still getting used to it. You know, like, oh, you're struggling, struggling, struggling to get up. Oh, my God, you get up. Now I have to strike. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, I still have it's to do stuff. Energy expenditure exactly. when you're trying to get up from. Yeah. Well, uh, we were, when we're, how I said um, before we started recording, we were watching the like, who's number one on Flow Sports. And we're like, you know what? Wrestling is so frustrating because the entire sports, like you're, you have to take someone down, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to take someone down. Yeah. And so most of the like interaction is just like pushing and prodding <laughs> and just yeah. like trying to drag Find someone, away. but then like, yeah. you know, they pull away and it's like, I don't know. I mean, props to wrestlers, how they can just like become numb to that. And yeah. like, all right, let's just do this that I've done infinity times. And then right. I will. Well, I honestly think that's it. why wrestlers excel mm-hmm. um, in MMA is because it's so much easier to find a way to take them down. If I'm just like blindly striking somebody, I'll get taken down. Right. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, that's basically what happened with me and Laura. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I got a little, a little carried away. Yeah. As soon as I put my foot down, boom, she was right on me. You know, what, what is it like you win or learn? Basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that thing. I just had this conversation with my strength and condition coach. Um, I, I don't like that thing. You win or you fucking lose. Yeah. Um, but you do learn from both. Yeah. So you should Absolutely. learn from both. 
So do you like MMA because the challenge comes from so many variables sort of thing? Like there's. Yeah. Uh, Actually, it's kind of funny. I have to use my brain more. Right. (laughs) Whereas in Muay Thai, I'm just kind of like a brute. Because, and I guess like in Muay Thai, you kind of know where the threats are coming from. In MMA, it's a bit hard to judge. Yeah. The challenge is, it's crazy. Like the the adjustment from, Mm -hmm. let's see, I started really getting serious in January Mm -hmm. because I took that fight with Amanda Jones Mm -hmm. because I'd fought her in Muay Thai. I was like, oh, I know I can beat this girl. Yeah. Yeah. If we work on the takedown defense, we're good. So I got the takedown defense pretty good now um, for like a striker Mm -hmm. or somebody who's a jujitsu person. Right. Maybe not so much a wrestler. It's still got to improve on that, but um, definitely improving. And now I want to work on, like I've been working, I'm going to start working more on jujitsu itself again. I used to, and now I kind of shied away a little bit Mm -hmm. and now I'm going to come back to it. Um, just to kind of work on like sequencing and stuff like that to get better. Like, I mean, you know, not always going to be able to get up, you know? Yeah. So I got to be able to get more comfortable yeah. doing other things At least have a few there. sort of go-to yeah, situations. Totally. Can, yeah. Well, I don't, we, we told you this before, you know, um, we've seen both your fights and they were yeah. both so exciting. So oh, it's so fun to like be here talking to you. Thanks. Um, yeah. And, Thank you. you know. That's always, it makes me happy to hear because honestly, I don't care. I mean, I do care about winning and losing. Don't get me wrong, but I don't ever want to be known as like a boring fighter. No, so, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. That's like my thing. Like I, I like to be exciting. No, I we think were. I walked in like right as you were walking out. Um, of, yeah, for your first fight, and I was like, oh. yeah, and I was like, holy shit! Like, what? Is, like, what did I walk into? Yeah. This is great. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Whenever I watch fights, and it's like people that I more or less know, you yeah. know, and like you know, seeing your first mm-hmm. fight in April, and then I think that was just like so restless. It, it yeah. makes it so much more fun to watch it when it's like, oh yeah, two people that. Well, and I think How's like, this gonna go? we had the yeah. emotional investment from watching you fight earlier in the year, and then seeing yeah. you fight Laura. It was like. I mean, obviously we know Laura, so yeah. it, was, it was always going to be fun, but kind of knowing both of you as fighters and seeing you guys come together, it was just like, oh. <laughs> and plus it's, it's like such a pure, I think, throwback to how like MMA even started was like such a style versus yeah. style. Yeah, no. Styles make fights, man. Yeah. Styles make fights. Yeah, I was really nervous for yeah both of you guys. Um, really stressful. So it's <laughs> yeah. only going to get worse going forward. Yeah. The, the, the more people we meet through, through yeah. this podcast, the more stressful watching oh, fights yes. becomes. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Horrible. Like I find I get more nervous for other people than I do myself yeah. when I'm fighting. Like last night, when I, was, I was good because I was cornering for Sabrina. It was her first MMA mm-hmm. fight ever. So I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then we start to gear up and go up and we're standing, you know, on deck. And then I start getting nervous. I'm like, shit. Okay. <laughs> like thinking it's about really, it. Yeah. 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 She did awesome. She got a TKO in the third round. It's great. Do you get to train with a lot of women now? Or is um, it mostly men? Sometimes. Uh, I still train at the yard for most of my training. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of guys. Yeah. Uh, I have to venture out and find sparring partners, which I do. Um, I, I usually go to a 10th plan at San Diego at least once a oh, fight okay. camp. Yeah. Lots of good girls. I there. love those girls. Yeah. Um, I've gotten really close with most of them. I met Alima before she came up with a friend who used to train at the yard, mm-hmm. like before she was in Bellator. I think oh, okay. it was for her first mm-hmm. Bellator fight. She's fighting a striker. Not so a bad person. We sparred. <laughs> so we sparred, yeah. yeah. And then her and I have been pretty close ever since. So yeah. we keep in touch and took a really funny happened. photo the other day. I like yeah. how she posted. <laughs> that, was, that, was real, that was like genuine laughter in my face. <laughs> I was like, we really do look like that. Because <laughs> Alima had like a biker jacket on. And I had on a cutoff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had on a cutoff <laughs> Joe Schilling stitch him up shirt. <laughs> Looking like a few biker lesbians yeah. or something. <laughs> like, I'm down, honestly. <laughs> I mean, like my husband's going to be like, what the fuck? It's a, I mean, it's a Lima. So it's a Lima. Exactly. Yeah, like, well, what are you going to say? Um, I'm like, of, of any woman to be mildly jealous of. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Hawaiian, beautiful queen. Yeah, like, I don't know. Exactly. Fucking Bellator champ. Yeah, she's a monster. Yeah, she is. <laughs> but I feel like, um, have you said that you really have to kind of go and like find sparring partners? That's mm-hmm. looking back at really kind of your journey as a whole that's kind of like a theme that you just like you're just constantly going out and finding a challenge or finding something to like a a new source of knowledge to learn from so it's like it's not about that (laughs) no it's just gotta make it happen so (laughs) i like to make shit happen yeah that's good (laughs) so yeah and if it's not just happening naturally um i just make it happen you don't seem easily deterred i guess definitely not my dad laughs he was like you have absolutely no quit whatsoever in your body and i'm like "Mm -mm, no it's a good quality to have especially (laughs) if you're a fighter you know it's kind of a very essential quality to have if you're a fighter Um, i've always been very stubborn i'm a taurus oh oh. (sighs) i feel you when's your birthday may 10 oh i'm a 19 
Yeah. There you go. You now everybody knows my birthday. <laughs> Buy me gifts. <laughs> you know, I'm going to put them to my calendar. It's like Tory and gang. Yeah. No, Stubborn. yeah, I, I feel you. I am... <laughs> I understand the stubbornness where it'd be like, mm-hmm. maybe you should just not do that. Like if it's not working out, maybe that's not where you're supposed to go. I'm like, no. Well, number one, don't tell me where I'm supposed to go and what I'm supposed to do. It sounds so familiar. <laughs> number two, watch me. Yeah. No, it exactly. has this mug. It's, it's like a coffee mug and it's like, a, it says Taurus on it, but it has like qualities of Tauruses. And I remember mm-hmm. I was taking it out one day to pour us cups of coffee and it was like stubborn. And I was like, yeah this is it's like been. a clever witty stubborn and i'm like, <laughs> like oh it man. all makes sense <laughs> they're at target like all of the all of the whatever signs mm-hmm. that they have there they they're kind of pretty savage like yeah. some of them are like easily fooled or like gullible or something on the mug and oh. i'm like why would you put that on the coffee mug maybe some people see it as a positive trait maybe <laughs> Ingullible? i don't know or it could be like a gag gift Maybe it's like they're really just trusting. Here, just kind of kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, or maybe, I don't know. It's like a good reminder not to fall. Oh, so yeah, maybe. It's a good gift to like give to someone to tell them how you feel about them. So like. But still, you know, it's pretty savage, you know, for Target. Like they're all about the cutesy shit. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, here you go. Here's all your terrible qualities <laughs> on a coffee mug. Every time you take a sip, you remember. I need to go buy one. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, the Taurus one is great because it's like stubborn isn't a negative quality. It becomes negative sometimes in my life. But yeah. Yeah, you just need. Well, I guess that's the opposite of being stubborn. I was going to say you just need to know when to stop. But, I don't know, being persistent you can be like really, a very good quality, yeah. I think. Um, don't know when to stop. <laughs> Never know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what's next for you? What What are you looking forward to? Um, yeah. I just made my five-year plan. <laughs> no, I actually did. I, um, I, I, um, Kenneth Baum wrote a book mm-hmm. called The Mental Edge. Mm-hmm. And then I found out he lives in San Clemente and works with a lot of fighters oh, um, wow. through social media. So I started working with him about a year ago. Um, I don't work with him like constantly, but he mm-hmm. works with Lima and he works with Pearl and he mm-hmm. works with all those guys now, which is great. Um, but I have his book and I try and follow it a lot. That's like my number one book. I ran that book found me. It was like a weird situation. I like that. I lost an amateur fight and I really got my ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was, it was terrible. It was my first no shin pad fight. Oh God. And I, I just was really nervous and I got lit up with hands. Um, and I was like looking for something. I was like, I need something. I'm missing something. And so I'm looking for like mental training, like sports psychology books. And I can't find anything I want. It's like very specific. It'd be like a biography written by a golfer. You know, I can never mm, yeah. find what I wanted. So I went to the last bookstore downtown. Oh, yeah. You know, the last yeah. of books upstairs. Mm-hmm. It's like a scene out of a movie. Some crazy guy with white hair pops out of nowhere. And he's like, can I help you? And I was like, um, yeah, I'm looking for like sports psychology type books. And he's like, mm, I don't know if I have what you're looking for, but he'll take you to this section. Took me to that section. I found Ken Baum's book for a dollar. Wow. It was in that section. I was like, this is exactly what I've been looking for. So, yeah, I love his book. Um I swear by it. And he's an amazing individual. I still keep in touch with him here and there, you yeah. know, and I feel like if I ever were to need another, you know, I got something big coming up yeah, or need right. to work on something, I would call him. Um, That's cool that he works with a lot of fighters. Yeah. Especially women. Very cool. He works with Tiffany Van Seust and yeah, yeah all love. these girls. Great. Um, I totally lost track of uh, what we were talking about. <laughs> your five-year plan. <laughs> oh, that's my plan. Yeah, your five-year plan. Your five-year plan. Yeah, so he has, uh, your, you know, you write, like, your goals, yeah. and you make, like, a whole list for yourself, mm-hmm. and you put it next to your bed. And I took mine down a long time ago because I had reached some of the goals, some of the goals I didn't, and I was like, oh, it's outdated. I need to toss it. So, like, this last week, I was like, okay, I need to do this. I have about five more years left of fighting, you know, maybe take a little off for mm-hmm. 35 exact or five years exactly. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I made a plan and I have some goals. I won't share all of them with you guys, but definitely I want to, I'm going to defend my WBC national title for Muay Thai. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm planning on doing that in December, but it just depends on the promotion and if they have something going, if not, it's going to be next year. And then I do want to get the WBC world. Um, that's, I've always wanted, I always wanted the WBC title. That was like, ever since I started, I said, that's what I want. I want that green belt. And now that I have the national title, I'm like, well, it really doesn't count. I need the world title. Yeah, yeah. I need the world title. <laughs> so um, I want to do that and then continue to fight in MMA and eventually fight on like a bigger, oh, bigger stage for MMA. Yeah. We'll be there. Well, yeah. if if there's one thing learned about you in this entire conversation is that you're going to make all that shit happen. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I think it may take a, you know, take a while or whatever, but I'll make it happen. 
hey, you <laughs> knocked a girl out with telekinesis, basically. <laughs> <laughs> there is literally nothing you can't do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of the plan. And then, and then get into geology. Yeah, geology. <laughs> I should finish this year, I'm hoping. I'm trying to bang out all my classes. I'm pretty much done. So, yeah, what are those classes like? Like, what do you... <laughs> I enjoy them. So right now I'm taking structural geology. I'm sure everyone's really interested in that. <laughs> uh, yes, actually. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Um, I love geology. It's so much fun. How and did you get into this? Yeah. Um, so I went back to school to learn Italian because my husband and I were going to Italy. Okay. And this was like 2000. Oh, my God. 2016? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 2016. Um, and then I was like, why don't I just like see how much I would need to get a bachelor's degree. I, I feel like in this world, in today's world, you need a bachelor's degree to be able to make a living in general. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, oh, okay. So I started taking general eds that I needed in California that I had not taken back east. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, well, what do I like? And then I'm, I ended up in a class with one of my favorite professors. Her name is Dr. House. And it was oceanography. <laughs> oceanography. Yeah, Amazing. It, was, it was the hardest fucking class ever. And I loved it. And I was like, how is it so hard? And how am I having so much fun? And uh, she was like, I was a natural sciences major mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. the time, which was like very general. And mm -hmm. I was just going to teach. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. I, just, I was like, do I really want to take biology? Because I don't really want to do that. Opening up like a whole, a whole thing. thing. I've never <laughs> taken that stuff. Like I didn't even take chemistry till high, or till college. I don't think I've ever taken a chemistry class. Yeah, they didn't make me take that in high school. And I'm like, okay. So it was very hard to try. So happy I'm done with it. I got a best friend out of it. She's my age and she was my professor. So oh, really close. Yeah. That's cool. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I love it. Structural geology is what I'm taking right now. Um, it's just basically like you learn about like deformation of rocks and like different stresses. And mm. Rocks are so fascinating. It's though. fascinating as fuck. I love it. So, And it's, you know, it's very environmental. So my dream yeah. job would to be like, my dream job would to be like studying planetary geology so like studying and interpreting data from other fucking planets let's find the goldilocks zone so we can find another planet that way when we fucking Hell destroy this yeah. one and we can just go there no no this is incredible you're like saying everything that we're fascinated by <laughs> this could embarrass nadia but she can just cut it out so i'm gonna say oh, um, no. nadia when she was younger in her youth um wanted to create in her very young youth, I yeah, should yeah, yeah. specify, wanted to have space trash cans that went around <laughs> and collected all the rubbish Because I watched, I watched Deep Impact. Oh, It's yeah. funny. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like my favorite, because I was obsessed with planet shit and yeah, space. Yeah. It's so, fucking fascinating. I've read so many physics books, I can't yeah. tell you. And I was just so obsessed with it. And then was the first time my mom let me stay up past my bedtime to like watch a movie on yeah. television back in our dirt country. And I got so scared by the... <laughs> idea of a massive meteor asteroid anything coming down and like killing everyone that i yeah, love and yeah. so i was like i'm gonna grow up and i'm gonna become like a space scientist <laughs> and i'm going to make these robots and put them into space and in my head they always look like like french maids like that's just the design of them <laughs> and they're always just gonna catch like <laughs> asteroids and comets into massive trash cans oh, i love that and then my mom was like they kind of they kind of have something like that. Yeah. So I don't think I was really depressed oh. when I found out. But um, that's okay. But you were onto something. Great. She was onto something. Yeah. 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 Good, very good intentions. Yeah. Um, well, no, uh, before we, like, we got here and we were, you know, like reviewing notes for you and we were like, oh, geology. I was just like, we should ask her what a continent is. <laughs> <laughs> Piece of land. Because <laughs> I watched this one video and they were like, I don't know, I don't remember if it was Vsauce or one of those, you know? And they're like, how many continents are there? And it's like, well, it depends on who you ask. It's like, there could be five or seven or like 33 right. based on. So I was just like, what Interesting. is opinion? What does she think? How many continents are there? Interesting. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how, how they would break that up into more. They're like tectonic plates. Well, tectonic plates is different. Yeah. Well, because yeah. well, they're like, how do we define a landmass? Like, is Australia 
Yeah, like, I mean, if it's above water. Yeah, and it's like, that's what I would is think. that a continent or just a really big island? And then like, what do you qualify? Uh, and yeah. then like, how come other smaller islands can't be continents that's either, true. you know? Is Hawaii a continent then? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so true. they're like, okay, yeah. well, if you like, you really want to dig deeper, then you got to look at like tectonic plates. Yeah. But there's like 15 under like the United States. And then there's like yeah. 30 in the North they're Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. yeah. So like they're, they actually cut, they're like underneath like one country, obviously yeah. there's more than one. Yeah. Right. And then they're like, and then there's like a whole section in the ocean. There's like a billion, well, not a billion, I'm exaggerating. Um, but there's like a billion of them. So it's like, do we count that as a continent too? And there's like no landmass. And that's yeah, a question I think about a lot. Question. Yeah. For those who just tuned in, this is, <laughs> we're talking about this is geology. <laughs> this is the cage free text geology class. Okay, so listen, when they all shift, and cataclysmic stuff starts happening. Well, they we're will in the shift like, eventually. You know, you're well equipped. Well, well you equipped guys to survive on apocalypse and yeah. all that stuff. Yes. So eventually, they all split apart again. Yeah. Like, like they San already Andreas. are. Yeah, San Andreas. Um, I was there for the Tokyo for the big Japanese earthquake. Oh, I was Jesus. living there. Yes, horrible. That's crazy. That's a, that's a gnarly one. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think they're exciting, but that one would be gnarly. Yeah, I was um, at school. <laughs> God. The, the biggest one I ever had here, I was at school, I was on the third floor, and it was the drum floor. Oh, my gosh. So my teacher was joking, and he was like, oh, so we're having an earthquake. And then he was like, and then the building literally started, like, like moving like this, like, in a wave. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. And he was like, oh, we really are having an earthquake. And then we, like, ran outside. It was, I thought it was exciting. I've been through a few earthquakes now here. Only, like, two bigger ones. That one was the biggest one. Does your interest in geology, like... When there's, when there's an earthquake, do you get I like, excited. super excited? The yeah. first one, yeah. when I first moved to LA, I was 19 and we had a little one. I was running around the house. My roommates thought it was crazy. I had two dudes for home roommates. And I was like, oh my God, we have an earthquake. This is awesome. This is so cool. You feel it? It's so great. It's like, you know what's happening yeah. right now. Yeah. Literally right now. This and they're like, not Natalie, good. calm down. <laughs> my mom said that when she went to go pick my sister up from school during the um, 2011 earthquake and mm -hmm. we lived in Japan. I don't even know. I don't want to do the math how old my sister was, but she yeah. was young and she was at elementary school or middle school or something. And my mom said that the ground, you could see the ground rolling. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Maya was like jumping and was like, oh my God, mom, this is awesome. <laughs> and my mom was like, Maya, this is not good. This is really bad. This is, see, that would have been me. That yeah. would have been me. Like, and like Yeah. Oh, she just thought it was great. And like when I came home, all of our like snow jackets and everything were out because we, you know, in case you have to evacuate in the middle of the night and all that stuff. Yeah. And my sister's like, oh my God, it's so fun. I get to sleep with mom. Like, don't you think this is great? <laughs> It's like, no. No, this, this is a crisis. Yeah, in fact, there yeah. are so many dead people right now. <laughs> like, everyone is dying, but yeah. Glad right. you're having fun. Though. Yeah. yeah. Very positive attitude yeah. to take. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, how we can relate it back to fighting is that when the apocalypse happens, you're like well equipped to survive it. <laughs> yes. And especially if there's zombies. I'll just yes. Like, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Is it a Taurus thing? Just thinking uh, about zombie apocalypse. Thinking about really fucked up shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Anytime. I guess it's actually crossed my mind before. So it, yeah. it's not the first time that this has crossed my mind. Because that's good. You got to be prepared for for anything. And yeah. Everything. My husband always says we have to have a meeting place. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So we live. You know, we live right by high school. And he's like, we'll meet at the field. And he's like, and then what are we gonna do? I'm like, we're gonna go fucking loot the bonds, man. We're gonna go take everything we need. We're going to survive. Have you never seen a disaster movie? Like, I got you. I got you. It's fine. <laughs> Clearly, you haven't thought about this, huh? Yeah. No, when I was, like, in middle school and younger, I watched a bajillion of zombie movies. Yeah. And any time I would many. go into any building, from that moment on, I'm always like, what are my exit points? <laughs> all right, planning. window. All right. So, like, it would probably take me, like, this amount of time to get to the car. So, that means that it's going to take, like, five times as long for my family to get to the car <laughs> like what am i gonna do if they're yeah no. i might have to leave them <laughs> sorry guys anytime they're like this is up. gonna be the big one in california and i'm oh, like I know. no apparently there was, there was one yesterday or today my mm. mom called me and was like really yeah she's like did you i think it was yesterday she was like did you feel something and i was like I i've missed even... every single earthquake that has happened in california that i've been while i was in california You're i felt none of them really Mm. The last big one we had, we were in Jersey with my husband's family. The the one from Ridgemont the or whatever. Summertime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I one. Yeah, I didn't even feel. I don't. I don't think we were here. I think both of us were gone. Yeah, we no, even watched our Russia. home camera to see if we could like see oh, any shaking. Yeah. That's how I find it. No, yeah. but um, we uh, I was we were in NorCal, like where Michelle Sam lives. Um, and there was like a big one in Napa, and I think like the mirror in Michelle's room fell and broke mm. or something. Like there was, I like slept through it, and then I was like, oh my god. 
did you not feel that? How did you not wake up? I'm like, what happened? Like, there's this massive earthquake. Like, <laughs> now it's in crisis mode. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh man, I missed it. Like, bummer. Anyway, um, yeah. this is not the earthquake podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, but thank you for indulging. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, if you wouldn't mind telling people where they can find you, um, uh, yes. th- that whole thing. So I actually now have ladykillface.com. Oh, fancy pants. Um, yeah, so you can find me on there. All of my handles are on there. It's at Lady Killface. Easy enough. Inst- everything's like at Lady Killface on Instagram. That Facebook. wasn't taken by. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Right. Because um, no one's done that before. Natalie did it. Yeah. Yeah, literally. I added the lady just to add it. Yeah. Because, yeah, no, it's you know, it was Killface. And I'm like, oh, let's put Lady in front of it and yeah. make it a little bit more feminine. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, because I'm so feminine. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Awesome. That's well, it. thank you so much for having this conversation with us. Yeah. Hopefully. Thanks um, for having me. It's fun. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cage Free Chips. If you want to know more about us, want to be our next guest, or just want to holler, slide into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter at CageFreeChicks, C-H-I-X. Also, please download, share, and leave us a review on iTunes or any of our other platforms. Until next time. <laughs>